The Celtics Talk Podcast is presented by 24autogroup.com, 11 locations across New England. What's up, everybody? Postgame pod back again, this time after the Celtics take down the Washington Wizards. 126-107 in a game that wasn't nearly as close as those stats suggest, but that the bench made it. So we're going to focus on the positive at first, and then we'll circle back to that lackluster second unit coming up. You'll hear from Jalen Brown, one of the stars on this night, him and Jason Tatum pairing up for 69 points. You'll hear reaction from our crew, and we'll take you inside the locker room. Uh, but first, we'll accentuate the positive because uh, the Celtics were just an absolute wrecking ball for the first three quarters of this game. 108 points after three. Had a 37-point lead at one point. 77 points in the first half. If Jalen Brown hits a uh, step-back three-pointer, uh, if he had any energy left after piling up the points in the first half, the Celtics would have been an 80-point uh, first half. And uh, it really just never slowed down. They, the, the first unit was just everywhere. The starters were so good, uh, really asserting their dominance. I thought Porzingis had it going a little bit and was obviously motivated against his former team. Uh, and Drew Holiday's flying around doing Drew Holiday things. And JB is in a particular here where if there was any concern after a quiet game one and, and trying to find his spots, man, the last two games, Jalen Brown has, has reasserted himself and, uh, and shown that he can be that all-NBA caliber player. Uh, and then quietly, Jason Tatum, out of nowhere, you look up and he's got 33 points. So uh, this is how it should go, where if the Celtics are playing an inferior opponent and the biggest fear coming into tonight was that they might just sort of you know downshift a little bit. You got an opening night down in New York and then you have the Heat and a rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals. And you know, all of a sudden, well, a couple of days off and you're, you're down the nation's capital and against uh, Mike Tascala and Danilo Gallinari and new look Wizards, it'd be easy to kind of take your foot off the gas. And again, last year, I think the Celtics do that in this instance, but not today. Really come out and assert themselves, show what this this first unit is capable of. Top six, really, even Al was good off the bench, got himself going a little bit offensively, uh, and just just a, a total domination. I will say, my favorite stat, as I'm, as I'm, you, there's a lot of gaudy numbers on this, on this box score. My favorite one, Derek White, three field goal attempts. And now this can't be an every night thing. Like Derek White needs to be involved. He was the hero the other night against Miami with everything that he did out there. And, you know, some of that's the chase down blocks on Jimmy Butler. And, but a lot of that is the scoring and directing the offense. Uh, Derek White goes out there and doesn't feel the need to, to force the issue. And I think this is a great sign for this team. If they can truly buy in to everyone, you know, when it is your night, the, the spotlight is on you. And I say that with the idea that, too, that, like, Jason Tatum's just going to score 30 points every night. He's going to show up, he's going to score 30 points, and we're going to say, who's the other guy scoring a bunch of points? And uh, on this night, it was clear Jalen had it going, and everyone was just happy to feed him. Derek White goes out there, eight assists, two steals, a block shot, and just does what he does, you know? This is the uh, this is the Derek White experience where uh, he's just going to go out there and try to make everybody better. Let's see, plus twenty seven for Derek. I mean, no, the, no one on the of the stars was was lower than a plus twenty seven, plus thirty two for Jalen Brown, plus thirty for Chris Stapps Porzingis. You know, this this that first unit just had it going, and uh, and just really asserted themselves all over this thing. Jalen talked about the sacrifice afterward. That you know, again, that's uh, that there are going to be nights that are not your night, and that you've got to be one. You got to find ways to impact the game even when you're not uh, scoring, and two. 
it's just just buying in and understanding that everyone's going to need need to be a part of this and and accentuate the hot hand. Uh, and Derek Wright really, really like it's easy for a coach. It's easy for Joe Missoula to now go in there in film and be like, look, he was the hero the other night, and he just showed up and was content to 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 do what he does and uh, do the little things and and dig in defensively at a big steal and transition early uh, for a bucket. And so uh, I really like where this team is at with this starting group. And every time I every time I, I I try to start to transition, I wonder when I should when I should bring up the negative. And uh, I'll start with this because I've said this on our post game show as well. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to obsess about the bench, and it's easy to do. Uh, it, it it's funny how when you watch a game, then the lasting impression is a is a offensively anemic fourth quarter. It's it's easy to forget how good the first three were, and I understand that the bench has not exactly uh, dressed themselves in glory through the first three games of the season. A lot of struggles for even players that shot in the preseason, uh, most notably Peyton Pritchard. I would say my my I will preface all of what I'm about to to ramble about by noting that in the playoffs, you're probably not going to go much beyond seven. Uh, There's six players on the roster right now that I know for sure are going to play those spots, and I would assume there'll maybe be a seventh here delivered at some point via the trade deadline or via you know a trade before the deadline. Uh, and we'll see. I I suspect someone on that bench is going to emerge and 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 state a case. Sam Hauser and Peyton Pritchard are going through it right now, uh, and really that entire bench. Uh, it was a little interesting that they didn't go maybe a little earlier with guys like Lamar Stevens and Spee behind Luke. Uh, they play they play probably the best best min- minutes behind uh, Al Horford tonight, and uh, at least tried to steady them, at least prevented the starters from having to go back in. And Sam got one to drop in that stretch too, and then like really quickly right after it had another another heat check. So. You know, that's a shooter, though. You see one go in, you just figure all the rest are going to start to go. So uh, I like that confidence, and I don't suspect that any of these guys are, are going are gonna to relent. Uh, we do need to talk about Peyton Pritchard. 0 for 8, 0 for 6 beyond the arc. Now, he did have some things, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, but 4 turnovers. Uh, my biggest concern is that there was a play in the, I think the first half where he tried to throw a little like lob over the rim to 37-year-old Al Horford, who just... Just didn't have the time machine available at that point to, to get up there and finish it. It might have might have brought the house down considering the way the Celtics were dominating that first half. Uh, but you know, let's 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 make sure Al makes it to the finish line of the season and, and stays upright. Uh, there's probably no need to be throwing those lobs to him. Luke Cornett continues to just really, really struggle here. Uh, you know, still some struggles catching the ball, some sloppiness all around. Just. Just doesn't look as crisp as he did last year, where he just really had this confidence about him, and uh, I can't put my finger on why it is. It's it's really kind of weird that this whole bus one gang that I thought would be sort of seven eight nine on this team has is really struggled here out of the start. I don't know if it's the absence of Blake Griffin and missing that that sort of leadership presence, or or if it's just like everybody's in this weird slump and trying to figure it out. Maybe they're just you know if I, I want to say they weren't ready for these escalate elevated roles, but you know, there was an opportunity here for them to really stake their claim to those spots and, and be a big part of this rotation, especially when you consider the Celtics' potential to rip these games open. So it is a little frustrating that they haven't quite been able to uh, to get it going quite yet, and uh, I'm eager to see just how much Joe allows them to kind of work through this. Uh, again, I suspect there'll be plenty of opportunities. Uh, I do think, you know, I don't think O'Shea Brissett played a whole lot, only 10 minutes. He also missed all four shots he took. Um 
So, you know, the bench has got to get it going. And if not, Brad's got some assets. He's got the Grant Williams trade exception. He's got first round draft picks and a lot of these tra- uh, a lot of these players that are uh, brought in this offseason are tradable again starting December 15th. Uh, a lot of guys on non-guaranteed deals. So, like, look, it's going to be, you want to be part of a championship team, you got to show you can, can carry your weight. And uh, if not, they're going to go find someone that can. I think back to 2008. You know, getting guys like Sam Cassell and P.J. Brown and veterans that weren't overwhelmed by the moment that could at least contribute to a talent-filled team were important. And so uh, it's early. It's three games. Like I said, I don't think you have to lean very heavy on these guys, but you would like to see that group show a little bit better. Uh, more, Most important is, even though I just spent three or four minutes rambling about that, uh, it should not take away from what this starting group has done the fact that the Celtics are three and zero, the fact that the, uh, the the first group just looks so good, and uh, the 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 a, a really unlimited ceiling for this group moving forward. So uh, let's just we'll we'll stay on the positive. Jalen Brown's got it going. Jason Tatum, when those two can pair up for for thirty each, the, the numbers say it twenty four and one. I think it is now uh, a really good spot for this team. So uh, that's the most important part. If it was flipped, if the bench was playing great but the starters weren't. Then this would be a panic pod, but we're not we're not panicking right now. Three and zero, Celtics looking good. Let's get into it. Hear some more from our post game show. Eddie, it started in that first quarter when they outscored the Wizards forty two to nineteen. How did the Celtics establish early dominance in this game? Well, I think it was with their defense. They started early on playing really good defense, making sure that. They were one and done, the Washington Wizards that was, not giving any extra possessions. And then when they came down, I mean, Jalen Brown was just on fire. He was doing what he was doing. And then they established an inside-outside game. They was going inside to Porzingis, making the defense collapse. If they wasn't making the defense collapse with that, they were dri- dribble driving and kicking it to the outside, and they were knocking down shots. And usually that's a byproduct of your defense being locked in defensively and being on the same page offensively as well. And they went out there and handled their business exactly how you expect a team that feels like they have um, an opportunity to do something special. It doesn't matter who you playing, where you playing them at, you're going to go out there and handle your business. You mentioned Jalen Brown, and all I could hear throughout the game was let him cook, let him cook, let him cook. That's literally all I could think about in this matchup. Well, Abby Chen is with him after this win. Jalen, 36 points on the night. You had 27 in the first half. That's a career high. What? At what point did you know you just had it tonight? Uh, just got in a good rhythm, you know, had some good open looks tonight and just took advantage of it. Came out, hit some shots. Um, we got some stops on defense and just coming out and having some, having some fun. Jason also had 30-plus, but there was balance up and down that starting lineup for the second straight game. How are you guys doing developing that chemistry? Uh, it's still a work in progress. You know, each game is different. We're still getting a feel for each other, so as we figure it out, you know, we look to just have fun with it and just try to play the game the right way. Speaking of, you guys took control of this game from the jump, and there was no let-up. To steal a word from Joe Mazzula, how would you describe the mindset right now for that group? Um, locked in, can't take nothing for granted. Each and every game, we got to come out. Uh, greatness is earned every day, so I'm looking forward to the journey. Can't skip no steps, but you know we got to come out, be the best version of ourselves every day. What does it feel like when you're hitting shots at that rate? Um, it feels good. I felt like I missed some easy ones. We made some tough ones. It was a balance, but you know, all in all, it was a good night. Let's get ready for the next one. No question, Jalen. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you. Appreciate it. 
All right, back here with Eddie House and Jalen Brown. He said something really great in that interview. He said you can't skip any steps, and we talked about that in the pregame show that this Wizards roster, there's not much star power on that roster, but how did Jalen Brown still appear and really show up in this game despite the opponent on the other side? Well, I thought he was aggressive from the beginning. Up there on both sides of the floor, he was aggressive, but especially offensively. And once he seen a few go in, he kept attacking, understanding that the guy that was in front of him couldn't do nothing with him. And it didn't matter who it was, actually. He just was in one of those those modes. And, and like you said, it, what he said is that, you know, you can't take anything for granted. Every single night is a new night to prove yourself, to get better, to improve as an individual, and to improve as a team. And, you know, we do know this, that after game one, people were saying, wow, man, look, they was pocket watching, looking mm. at how much money he made, and he only had 11 points. I mean, excuse me, he only had 11 shot attempts. You pay a guy all this money, he need. And, and to me, I love the way that he didn't force anything. Yeah. You know, and he has every right to. I've been on teams where guys force things, you know, and and it's for the detriment to the team, but for the betterment of himself, right? Mm. And he's not doing that. He's just allowing the game to come to him, and it's going to be like this with this team. Tonight was his night. You know, it, it, the game one was Porzingis night mm -hmm. and Tatum's night. And so it's going to be different. And then uh, game two was Derek White's night. It's going to be like that. So I think for them to understand, and I think they do understand it, that it, it's going to be different guys night in and night out. You do have to carry your weight, number one. But for the most part, you know what I mean? It's going to be different guys every single night. And let's bring in Scal and Drew Carter right now. And Scal, I really feel like looking at Jalen Brown, he didn't force anything out there on the court in this matchup. Once you have the hot hand, you're no longer forcing shots. That's just the way it works. And uh, I just like the way he attacked early, got downhill. The demeanor of this team was excellent from the start. They got it going on the defensive end. They rebounded. They all paced the game. They all uh, spread the floor. And they all fed the hot hand. And that's a lot of good teams sometimes don't do that. I like that the Celtics are now crossing over to just exactly what Eddie said. One night it's Porzingis, one night it's White, one night it's Jalen Brown. And yeah. if they're playing like this, we're, we're going to be in great shape. Uh, Jalen wasn't just on fire, guys. He was the fire. Right? The fire. <laughs> El Fuego. He is El Fuego. El Fuego. He was hot. Jason Tatum, he's the ice. Nice. He's ice cold. He was also 30-plus. What I'm impressed with from this game is, look, this Wizards team is not going to be very good this year. We all know that. We knew that coming in. The Celtics did not mess around no. at all. I mean, they came out here and punked them. It looked a lot like the preseason game we did in Charlotte, sure. the last game we called together. I mean, it seems like this is working out pretty well so, so far for us because every game we call is a complete blowout for the Celtics. But obviously this team is so good, especially at the top. I mean, if your starters are scoring 100-plus in every game, which they're now averaging through three, you don't need a whole lot from the bench. No, we're going to keep an eye on that. And I get it. Like, at the end of the game, the bench did not look good. That's not necessarily their role. I, I would like them to play. I would like them to get loose. But their role is going to be during the game, knocking down open shots, just doing your job. One thing I will bring up, well, two things. One, Drew Carter is upset that when he reads the post game live, it's Amina, Chris, Eddie, Scal. Uh -huh. He wants to be on that read. Oh. So that's one. Okay. And two, let me tell you make what demands. happened. This make is false. Let First me regular this season game, making demands. Go ahead. Eddie, not true. <laughs> let me tell you what happened. Somebody turned around and they asked, can I get your autograph? And I go, 
you know me? And she says, no, you work with Drew Carter. Stop. Can you sign uh, this piece of paper? No. I almost fell down the stairs. Jeff Harmel fell down None the stairs. None of that stairs. happened. It did happen. False. Drew, are you, you work with Drew Carter. Are sign you, my are paper. Are you planting people inside the arena to do that? Is that what's happening right yeah. now, yeah, Drew? Your cousin, what was that? <laughs> I promise you that did not happen. Although that person, I think, did ask me to sign their box score. Yeah. I'm like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Celtics with everyone plus 27, the starters. I'd be happy yeah. to put oh my, my name goodness. on that. Oh, my goodness. I love this. This is a lot happening right now. All right. Thanks so much. Uh, I mean, yeah, hopefully. I'm, I'm sure just because it's a sign of growth now doesn't mean it may not happen at some point. But we're definitely aware of that. And it's something we think we can control is the way we come out and start games. We just have um, too many good players and uh, we have a chance. And so I think. We're really trying to make sure we come out with the right mindset every single game. Doesn't mean it's going to go our way, but I really liked our approach to the game. You know, throughout the majority of it. Yeah, I think we just came out and played. You know, it didn't matter who was on the floor. It's about us. Um, so we just come out, and you know, we got a lot of talent. You know, we're going to be more talented than a lot of teams, and you know, we just try to take advantage of you know all of our opportunities. You know, we had some open looks. You know, we were aggressive. We got some points in the paint. Our KP going a little bit, and then uh, you know we made some we made a lot of shots. This, this is a game where a good team has a tendency to come out either a little slow, taking that so seriously. What was it about today that made you guys come out as aggressive as you did? Um, it's important that we get off to a good start to the season. Um, so you know, mindset, mentality is something that we've all been preaching. Um, Joe has made sure that he's been emphasizing that. You know, as um, the leader on the team, I've been making sure we've been emphasizing that we got to run through the finish line. It's nice like tonight, you know, where it's easy to take your foot off the gas. Um, but, you know, if you want to do what you say you want to do, we got to come out and play the game the right way, have the right mentality, have the right mindset, and take care of business. You, you feel like a lot of hustle plays you got up and still playing like you get down. Just what's that mentality going to be like you know, going I think that'll be the difference, you know, if we'll be able to have that mentality for longer durations during the season that focus level for longer durations um it's you know it's tough you know being talented um because it, it invites laziness invites complacency um but that that's going to be our enemy this season it's going to be us versus us and you know um our leaders on the team we got to make sure that we emphasize you know from the top to the bottom that we got to run through the finish line Honestly, I'm still kind of working my way back into like really good shape. I'm not, I'm not there yet. You know, I didn't have a great summer because I had to miss the World Cup, and 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 you know, I'm still getting there. Um, but uh, so far, I'm enjoying playing with these guys. Like honestly, this is a very, very talented team, and I think I fit really well with these guys. And it's been pretty smooth to get adjusted to playing with these guys. Um, but I think, in, like in terms of my game, I think I'm gonna still get much, much better. I'm still kind of, um, as I said, just just working my way back into top shape, and and uh, and and yeah, and you know, it's our, um, Joe has been great. You know, he's been he's been challenging challenging me in practice and in training camp, and and now even during games, some situations happen, and uh, he he wants the best out of us as players, and and um, and yeah. Uh, there's many things that I see from him that, that I'm very surprised how, how, how good he is and uh, 
yeah, I look forward to us, you know, keep building that chemistry as a group and, and with the coaching staff and with Joe. Yeah, I think so. Uh, some could say we learned from our mistakes last season. Would you say that? Yeah, I would. How do you, is there a different mentality with that? Do you guys feel different this year? Uh, I mean, yeah, we got a new, totally different team. We, like I've, um, been on record saying we've been extremely close these last two years. Um, so, you know, we're just trying to do everything that we can to get over that hump. Uh, and, you know, we're on a good track. All right. Next post game pod coming at you on Wednesday night. The Indiana Pacers come to TD Garden, Tyrese Halliburton. So, Pacers won their first two, lost tonight to the Bulls. Uh, it should be a fun little matchup. Like I, I, my, I, my mind goes to Halliburton. Celtics struggled in the past with big guards. Does the addition of Drew Holiday and and how you dispatch him with Derek White in that backcourt is that able to to help negate that matchup a little bit? I'm eager to see how that all shakes itself out. Also fun. Aaron Nesmith, uh didn't have a very good game in Chicago, uh, but has been very good this season. Uh, got that big contract. He should have a little swagger about him after the Celtics included him in that Malcolm Brogdon trade you might have seen on, on Instagram. He kind of took a shot about how people viewed that trade. I don't think necessarily a shot at Boston because they made out pretty well getting a six-man of the year. But uh, I think they thought uh, it was it, – it, we did kind of tend to frame it that the, the Celtics did not give up much of anything, and they really didn't. Uh, except that Aaron Nesbeth, to bring this conversation full circle, Celtics could have used a guy like Aaron Nesbeth off the bench last night, or at least the version of Aaron Nesbeth who, who's had some uh, had at least one very loud game so far this year. So until that, go like, subscribe, check out all our videos on the YouTube page. We'll catch you next time on the Celtics Talk Podcast.